three, two, one. Welcome to the Let It Out Podcast. We can let out your deepest warranted or unwarranted opinions. Today I'm co-hosted with Nissan, and he's going to let you know about the topics we'll be covering today. Yep, so we are back for, I believe, our 11th episode. Our 11th episode of Let It Out, and we're very glad y'all are willing to listen to us. So we are going to bring you uh, at least one ongoing topic. Um, We were talking about COVID-19. We've been talking about it for basically two months. And so we're going to lead with COVID-19. We're going to discuss some reasons why the flu comes back every year. And we're also going to give you all some stuff to watch if you're self-quarantined to go with like our usual tangent and some more stuff. So now it's time for us to let it out. Like I was saying, we're going to start with COVID-19 and the way it's kept on going. So last week, the case total overall was like 170,000 and it completely ballooned. It doubled as far as the world cases goes to about 335,000. Overall, the U.S. total last week, as far as cases goes, it's like 3,600. It also ballooned. It went up like tenfold. It went up all the way to like 32,000. Um, basically, it's starting to really um, be easy to recognize. Like the amount of people on the streets is way less for places like um, places in California. San Francisco completely uh, quarantined the city. Uh, New York has taken precautions since it is starting to grow very rapidly. Um, overall, uh, the death total uh, for Italy um, completely skyrocketed. It completely skyrocketed. It went and surpassed China's, um, topping 5,400 or so um, of closed cases so far. Um, the death rate rose to 13%. I believe I was saying it was 8% last week. Um, So for cases of people either recovered or to die from COVID-19, it rose from 8% to 13%. So the death rate is seeming to um, get higher. So um, some more countries with high case numbers are Iran and Spain. And um, China's uh, case numbers and death toll are seemingly um, starting to, like, it already seemed to top out. So it it's continuing to kind of be done. They basically same stayed at the same number. The case totals per week are like very low, like maybe like low double digits, maybe even single digits and so on. So for some places like China, um, China's been dealing with it for like two months or really more, more like three or four months, maybe even more, maybe four or five. Um, it's starting to go down. But for the rest of the world, it's starting to get worse. So over the past week, like I was saying, the U.S. totals, for cases went up tenfold and the death toll rose uh, by over 350. Um, the number of serious or critical cases is up to or around 800. So of the 32,000, like 800 are very serious cases. Um, so, uh, Sam, are you already noticing the differences in the way people are starting to handle the COVID-19 pandemic? Um, I'll say yes. <clears throat> I mean, in terms of grocery stores being emptied out, sure. <laughs> I mean, because that, mm-hmm. that's how they're handling it. I went to the grocery store the other day. All the fresh produce was 
intact, untouched. Yeah. Right. <laughs> nobody. Yeah. Nobody had fresh produce anywhere. Right? Nobody wanted it to. I guess purchase the fresh produce. Yeah, um, because it might go bad. Because it might go bad. Right. Um, went to the pasta section. There's no pasta. All the all the pasta was gone. Yeah. Awesome. Pasta rice. Yeah. Like so much stuff, beans and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Surprisingly, surprisingly, no chicken. No chicken was there. Okay. Um, but pork was abundant, and also mm-hmm. um, like 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 beef. Beef was there as well. Um, bread, bread aisle. All the bread was gone. Um, and apart from that, everything else was kind of that. So those, those items um, were gone. Frozen fruit section. There was a bunch of um, there was still a bunch of frozen pizzas and all these other things. Cereals. Only the bad cereals were left. Um, things yeah. people didn't want to eat. Um, so right, I guess basically. I guess I guess in terms of people handling it, uh, they're just hoarding supplies because they don't know how bad mm-hmm. it's going to get. Yeah, stores um, are completely out of stuff like alcohol, like like rubbing alcohol or disinfecting alcohol, uh-huh. Lysol, disinfecting wipes, basically stuff for cleanliness as far as stuff to get rid of viruses is all gone. Hand sanitizer is gone. Yeah. Soap is limited. And yeah. Okay. Here's here's a pro tip for everybody out there looking for supplies. Uh, go to the Dollar Tree, the ninety nine cent store. Um, a lot of people don't think to go to these places or Dollar General or whatever's next to your um, location because those places have an abundance of inventory for some odd reason because everybody's at these major chains like Walmart and you know Costco. But I went to, uh, there was a bunch of, uh, they had toilet paper, paper towels, they had water, they had a bunch of cleaner, they had hand sanitizer. Um, it was fantastic. And they had a bunch of frozen fruits and vegetables. All for, get, get this, a dollar. So it wasn't... Uh, wasn't too bad. Um, apart from that, other things that I've seen, a lot of my uh, friends that don't have salaried positions have lost their jobs or they're about to lose their jobs. People in other states apart from California losing their jobs. Construction jobs are um, gone. There's no reason to build. Um, and I just feel like uh, if it continues to get worse, um, you know, I don't know, more and more people are going to be applying for unemployment. So I believe the projected number is between, I think, 1.5 to 3 million people are going to apply for unemployment, um, which is astronomical. And these same people that are applying for unemployment, you have to think that some of them are homeowners, right? So I think a lot of the backbones of at least our capitalist economy are going to break in little to no time, right? Um, yeah yeah um like you're saying um i might try the dollar tree and yeah people are starting uh to lose employment because so many businesses are closing restaurants are staying open grocery stores are staying open places like pharmacies places of essential use are staying open but plenty of businesses are closing um, due to the practice of social distancing so um social distancing means just try to quarantine yourself uh, stay away from people. Uh, keep at least six feet of space between you and the closest person to you. Um, so, yeah, the social distancing is easy to recognize and is probably going to continue for some time. Like you were saying um, about unemployment, um, some basically proposals are going on like they were being made and are probably still being made about things like stimulus packages to people to get them through the quarantining period so um, if any are implemented um, for some states like california or new york um, we'll try to bring you some information 
on the guidelines of them and so on. But yeah, I might try the Dollar Tree. I was going to different places and um, I was basically um, out of luck on finding stuff like sanitizer and stuff. Yeah, you didn't think of the Dollar Tree, did you? Right, you're right. Yeah, I was, I was figuring, yeah, it was going to be empty at the Dollar Tree. I only tried some places. So yeah, um, as far as the virus goes, um, if you're wondering, um, it stays on surfaces um, like cardboard for up to 24 hours. So like um, cardboard is kind of like, it's pretty malleable. It's pretty soft, but on stuff like plastic or steel or like hard surfaces, I guess, um, it usually uh, might stay for up to three days. So it's good to be ready to disinfect and sanitize and so on to keep yourself safe as you're quarantining. Um, like I was saying before, social distancing is smart. Um, keep yourself from meeting up with too many people. Um, President Trump, um, Governor Gavin Newsom, and more people were making limits to gatherings. Trump um, was basically saying um, he wants to limit it to 50 people at first, and it was followed by the lessening amount of 10. So he was saying, like, um, groups of 10 are too many. Make your group smaller, basically, to keep uh, the most people um, healthy, to keep them from getting sick. Um, so, and it ended by a full ordinance to stay home, like in California, Gavin Newsom, I believe it was Friday, this past Friday, um, he was saying, um, people are supposed to, or are mandated to stay home. Um, so the streets are basically supposed to be practically empty. People are going around and doing stuff, but it is way less than usual. So, um, like I was saying, San Francisco really shut it down. They really... Uh, made it the full uh, Wuhan, China type of quarantine um, because it is so much more densely populated and so on. It might make it easier for the virus to spread. So some more stuff about the SARS-2 or the SARS-CoV-2. The virus for COVID-19 is the same as the SARS virus from like 20 years ago. So it's kind of just like the replicant, I guess it mutated and it's like the same type of stuff. But yeah, um, the virus actually thrives in colder environments and raise temperatures of entry rate ways like your nose, or your mouth uh, might make it uh, more difficult for the virus to be contracted. So like um, if your nasal ways are warm, like it might I, I was watching a video on it. And if your nasal ways are warm or like your throat is warmed, it might make it actually more difficult for the virus to keep itself going through um, your body and making its way to your lungs. So um, some more, um, I guess, kind of facts or speculations on it. Treatment bills are actually really high. I read a story on someone being um, given an amount of like 34 grand to pay for the treatment of the coronaviruses. And so bills might average between 10 to $20,000. And I'm guessing it is um, for people with no insurance. So um, if you aren't insured, um, going to the hospital um, or going for treatment might cost plenty. Um, like I was saying before, so many places are closed. Movie theaters are closed. Gatherings ought to be shut down, stopped, just to keep it from spreading for maybe two weeks. Is Like as few weeks as two or as many as maybe eight, my guess is it'll be over within like four to eight weeks um, if it goes the same way as it did for China. Um, like Sam was saying before, businesses are suffering and jobs are being lost. And yeah, um, contrary to belief, lastly, I'll say 
Um, 40% of U.S. people um, basically hospitalized for COVID-19 are between the ages of 20 and 54. So before it was believed, it was basically just going to be older people um, to suffer from COVID-19, but uh, plenty of the people hospitalized are much younger. I believe the death rate is actually still more to the older people, especially like Washington. Um, for Washington, like they lost some um, older folks um, initially, and uh, my guess is the totals are still more. Um, I didn't look up any more information on the age gaps between people, but yeah, um, it's just speculation. Um, so overall, um, yeah, just be willing to comply because it'll make you and more people safe. I mean, um, going out and causing people to get sick um, is bad. I mean, we ought to we ought to avoid uh, making this any worse because it might get out of control um, and past our um, like easy methods of getting rid of it. So yeah, um, we'll keep you updated. Um, my, like I was saying. Um, it's going to probably be at least two weeks before um, the quarantines are supposed to stop. Any last words for you, Sam, on COVID-19? I think it's going to be way worse. and I think it's going to be longer than two weeks. Yeah. Well, I was saying at least two weeks. No, at least my two guess weeks. is... I think it's going to be my guess, going to the seeing summer. It last, seeing it last into the summer kind of seems long. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it stops. Um, and yeah, it might keep going, but, um, the flu season is usually over by the time summer rolls around. So yeah, but I don't think this is a season type of thing. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, yeah, it, I, I could be it wrong. Actually, yeah. It's, it's actually different. And we're going to discuss some more reasons why the flu comes back every year. So just before we get into why the flu comes back every year, I'm just going to say the SARS-CoV-2 virus um the covid 19 virus the virus for covid 19 is actually different than the viruses for the common flus um during some previous episodes we talked about the differences um the virus for covid 19 um alters your body's rna um and regular flu viruses um really just like attack the body and stuff and we're going to get into it. So there are millions of types of flu viruses, and they enter the body through the respiratory tract, so basically your nose and your mouth, um, from contaminated air or from touching contaminated items before someone touches their face. So someone might touch the surface with some type of virus on it, touch their nose, touch their mouth, touch um their tongue or, or something basically and it might lead them to get sick because people touch their faces very often um, flu viruses affect respiratory epithelial cells epithelial cells are the lining uh, or layers uh, protecting your breathing tubes and your lungs so basically um, your breathing tubes like um, your throat uh, down to your lungs are all lined with epithelial cells. It's lined with an epithelial wall to protect, um, like your body. It keeps um, intruders from easily making it into like your lungs and your breathing tubes and stuff. So um, as the viruses enter um, your breathing tubes, like your your pathways to your lungs, they get dragged into your cells through celiac acid um, so they get caught 
on like your cells and they actually merge um, into the epithelial wall. But um, since the epithelial wall is outside of most of your body's like um, immune um, basically range, like since it's an inner lining as far as like, okay, so if, you, if I were to describe the lungs, um, the inner lining is like the most inner part and most of your body's um, basically immune response defense is outside of the, um, the lungs part of your body, outside of the inner part of it. Stuff, the immune response comes from outside of your lungs. So as it tries to go to the inner part or the epithelial wall of your lungs, it is blocked by the opposite side of the epithelial wall and it makes it more difficult for your body to stage the immune response so it is it is blocked by its own cells so the virus cells are on one side of the wall and the immune response is on the opposite side of the wall like i was saying and so it makes it difficult for your body to fight it off with immunity so um while your immune cells are trying to get through the virus basically makes its way through your cells, like your lung cells and stuff. And it makes it, um, like I was saying, difficult for your body to build up the immunity as the virus starts to mutate. So viruses mutate rapidly. It is called an error in the virus, but it actually is good for the virus. So the virus continues to replicate and it makes so many different forms. Um, it makes it even more difficult for your body to find ways to stop them once it makes it to them. So um, as the virus mutates, it continues to attack and basically destroy your cells. So viruses are constantly mutating, like I was saying. So um, as your body becomes infected, it gets infected with various types of the virus. So it's the same type of virus, but it's so many different kinds. It's like all the same family of virus. It is, it is reproducing and making itself different. So um, as vaccines are created each season with formulas to combat the viruses, to combat it, um, it is imperative for them to, like, stay ahead of the virus's mutation. So, like, um, scientists and um, virologists try to get ahead of the viruses and they try to make formulas to stop um, basically what the viruses are going to become to keep them from infecting people. So as people get um, injected with vaccines for viruses, they're basically given um, predictions of what the viruses are going to turn into. So they test the viruses, they test different types of viruses, they test certain types of influenza strains, like um, there are four different types of influenza strains, and the most popular two for like most adults are used to basically prepare people for the virus um so yeah each year um as the viruses continue to mutate and stay in the bodies of people and basically seasonally move around the world um through so many ways of transport and so on so many services being moved across the world so much airflow so much stuff just going back and forth um yeah people try to basically like scientists like i was saying try to stay ahead of it and so on so um basically yeah the virus the reason why the flu comes back every year is because it travels back and forth 
and during like cold seasons and stuff, people's immune system goes down and it makes it easier for the virus to replicate and stuff. And vaccines try to get ahead of it. And as people get vaccinated with the predicted viruses, their bodies find ways to stop it before they actually get targeted or attacked by the virus. And it makes it easier for them to get through the flu season and so on. So um, currently we're going through uh, what's called a pandemic. Um, pandemic is kind of like um, a varying term for some, but like once it becomes like a global pandemic, people say it means like maybe like at least 50, maybe 70% of the population might uh, be affected by it and so on. And um, sometimes like every 30 years or so, scientists expect stuff like um, a really big one to go on um, and yeah, it, to be called a pandemic like the COVID-19 pandemic we're going through. So Sam, um, do you want to explain any more reasons why the flu comes back every year? No, you covered it all, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I mean, we're all aware of the flu um, during previous episodes. We even talked about um, the flu's um, death total actually being really high each year and um, it reaching numbers like 60,000 or so. And um, for us to, yeah, just be aware of the flu being similar to the way the coronavirus is going and the coronavirus is actually just starting, just starting after the past like five months or so, just starting to reach and surpass numbers of just the regular flu and so on. So yeah, um, after Wuhan's um, big jump, like the jump over the past week, it started to go down. Like it went, it doubled over one week and after it only went up by like, I think it was like 13% or some number between 10 and 15. And then it basically regulated itself out. And after maybe like three or more weeks, it completely topped out and it is where it is currently being reported at now. So yeah, um, like like Sam was saying, it might be long, it might be less. Um, it just depends on the way people um, take it. Like if people take it seriously, it's way less likely to get worse. If people um, ignore the um, social distancing tactics and the basically just ways to prevent the virus from spreading, the advice we're getting from politicians and scientists and so on. Um, if we ignore it, like I was saying, it's more likely to get worse. If we listen to it, it's more likely to stop itself and top itself out or for it to be topped out, I guess. Um, so yeah, why the flu comes back and why it relates to COVID-19. So yeah, um, be willing to quarantine, keep yourself clean and so on. Yep, so topic two is over. Um, and we're ready to go to topic three, and it is also going to be COVID-19 related. It's like an entire COVID-19 episode. <laughs> it is going to be on um, just stuff to watch during your quarantine. Um, basically, uh, many streaming services like Netflix are allowing extended trials during quarantine periods. Um, I like sports. NBA League Pass is making every game from this season from the 2019-2020 season available for people to watch. Um, the NFL's Game Pass is free for games. Um, they made like an entire list of games and they, I believe, all games dating back to 2011 are also available for people to watch. Um, 
if you sign up for it correctly. I mean, I was already um, an account member on NFL.com, so it might be different for some people, but at least the games they listed are free for everyone, I believe. So you might want to look into it if you're a sports fan. Um, but Sam, I guess I'll let you start with your suggestions before I get some of mine. Um, so I have some shows that I've been watching. Um, the Witcher is pretty good. Um, also Watchmen is a great series to watch. Um, if you haven't, if, if you're into comedy, I suggest watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They have nine seasons, so that should keep you occupied. Um, and my favorite of everything to watch is um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, if you haven't seen that, it has ten seasons. It's hilarious. Is uh, it with Wayne Brady? Curb Your Enthusiasm? No, it's with Larry, Larry David. Okay. Larry David, he's, he's hilarious. Okay. So those are my those are my suggestions. So I got two comedies and then two um, Netflix series. <clears throat> so okay. The Witcher. Do you want to describe any of? Oh any yeah. So suggestions? if you like Game of Thrones, you're gonna love The Witcher. Uh, it's fantastic. It's, it's during the same time, um, and uh, if you like um, like comic books and comic book lore, you'll love Watchmen. Um, the other two, Brooklyn Nine Nine. If you like comedy, it's just you know. Yeah, it's based on cops from Brooklyn, right? Yeah, yeah. 99th Precinct of Brooklyn. Um, And it's just a a comedy with Terry Crews. And then uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm is uh, basically... Curb Your Enthusiasm is my favorite because a a lot of it is unscripted. Um, A lot of the, um, the, like the story is basically uh, the way that Larry David does his, you know, his, his show is... He basically gives you an overview of what's going to happen, but there's no script at all. So all of it is pretty much improv, um, and it's hilarious. So a lot of the you know the main actors, they're told, oh, you're going to go to so-and-so's house, and um, you're going to be angry about this, right? And then, you know, then they just start filming, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. So it's pretty, okay. it's, pretty, it's pretty fantastic, as Larry David would say. Um, but yeah. Uh, that, those are my suggestions. Um, movies. Um, if I were to suggest any, movie. oh, another show is Black Mirror. Black Mirror is, is also very good. That's also on Netflix, and that's more sci-fi if you like that. Um, as far as movies go, um, I haven't watched a movie in a long time, so I don't have any movie <laughs> suggestions. But okay, I got some movie suggestions. Mine's is also sports-related. Um, I apologize if like. Um, you like different stuff, but um, it's a Spike Lee movie written and directed by Spike Lee. It's called He Got Game. It stars Denzel Washington. So if you like Denzel Washington um, and it um, also stars Ray Allen, a former NBA player. Um, it's basically about uh, some man. He's in prison and his son is really good at basketball. He's some really big high school basketball recruit. And he is uh, basically trying to decide on the college he's going to. So. The man in prison, Denzel Washington. Okay, so Denzel Washington is approached by the state's governor to try to get him to sway his son into going to his institution, alma mater, his alma mater, um, basically for his son to play basketball and to presumably make plenty of money for the school. So, yeah, it's a pretty interesting movie. It's from 1998. And like I was saying before, it's Spike Lee. So if you like Spike Lee movies, you'll like it. 
I also wanted to suggest Moneyball. Moneyball is one more sports movie. It is on the analytics side of baseball. It is about like the way analytics really made baseball different. The Oakland A's kind of created some type of system to basically make it easier for teams to win with less money. And so, yeah, pretty interesting. Some more documentaries are kind of recent. Um, a documentary on Aaron Hernandez, the former NFL player, um, was out recently. And more 30 for 30s for ESPN also out. Muffled again. I rarely watch movies, so any movies outside of the sports realm, um, I doubt I watched from the past, like, maybe, like, 10 years or so. But, yeah. My suggestions. All right. Nice. Yeah. So, um, we're going to move on. Usually, um, we also bring an extra topic to all of you. Um, we're going to discuss some people being basically uh, brought to court and maybe even um, almost being put to jail for um, overdue medical bills. So, um, I mean, I watched the video on it and it didn't really give any like specifics. It was just a video. It was just, did you watch it, Sam? Uh, I tried to go to the, to the link and there was no video. <laughs> Oh, okay. So yeah, I watched the video. It was basically on people's uh, debt for medical expenses going up and um, them being um, sent to court for it. And um, since the um, man of the household um, basically decided to, or I guess he decided to, he missed his court date. Um, he was sent to jail. Um, just like generally speaking, do you consider it right to send people to jail for uh, unpaid medical bills? No, especially with all this crazy stuff going on with coronavirus. I mean, people are already losing their jobs <laughs> and then they're going to get sick and have all these bills racked up um, and have no money to pay. I mean, it's just it's a, it's a terrible cycle to go through. And it's just insurance companies just charge people like $500 for like Tylenol, you know? And if you don't mm -hmm. have insurance, you're just pretty much screwed. <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense for people to go to jail for unpaid medical debt. And if they do go to jail for unpaid medical debt, right, and they're in jail and they get sick, doesn't the jail provide free medical care for, <laughs> for the inmates anyway? It's kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it does. You know, if you have, you have to pay for medical care in prison? Maybe. People work in prison, actually. People are given jobs and stuff. Yeah. They're supposed to, yeah, pay for stuff. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, um, a, it's a catch-22, man. I mean, you, you need to get, <laughs> you know, the yeah. medical care. Um, and, yeah. So sometimes stuff like um, overdue medical bills leads to, like, um, wage garnishment and stuff. I agree with you to the most, or to some extent, I guess, to plenty of extent, um, for it being wrong for people to go to jail, especially when the symptoms or the disease stuff is like really serious like if someone is going to a hospital and racking up like huge expenses for like non-serious stuff um it might make sense but for people dealing with like serious medical issues um i agree with you but um i feel like some type of plan of action um is better to make um for people dealing with 
the situation like um, some type of government assistance or some type of payment plan like even if it's like 30 years or 50 years or some extremely long payment plan um, seems to make sense to me um, just to um, keep people like I was saying um, living their lives because they already are dealing with tragedy so um, adding to it just makes it yeah so much worse um, so yeah I feel like alternatives are better but um, I'm not like a lawyer so I don't know all of the rules and stuff for people um, dealing with similar issues so yeah yeah I mean it's just it's unfortunate yeah yeah it is it totally is it's it's an ongoing situation yeah sometimes people deal with it so um before we go we usually bring y'all our tangent section it's sometimes off topic it's sometimes on topic um, sometimes it's creative it's just um some last like idea to present before we go and uh for our episode we're going to um, bring you a love story since we're like just getting into spring um we just passed like um the spring solstice and stuff um, for the northern hemisphere um so i'm since it's spring um we're gonna bring you an original love story um it is time for our tangent like i was saying before and we brought on uh, our friend kiana kiana welcome to let it out hi <laughs> yeah so um since we're getting into spring like i was saying kiana and i are going to read an original love story it is called date of spring and i guess um well i ought to say we're really grateful for you being on our podcast yana and we're really glad you're willing to um, read some stuff and um, give our listeners some stuff to listen to so like i was saying before um, i'm ready to start reading once you're ready like i was saying it's called date of spring listeners i guess just enjoy oh I apologize. Um, I guess I ought to give some backlog. Um, Data Spring is a love story, and its main characters are Dario. Dario's male, and Wally is female. Kiana is going to read Wally's part, and I am going to read Dario's part. Okay, I guess we're ready. Why aren't you ready, Kiana? We met during early June or so. We met right as spring was ending. I was at a box suite party to support one of my friends and her constant teasing of her extra money man. It was a cool party, inside of a stadium as football players gallivanted on the field. I munched on hors d'oeuvres as my friend casually seemed interested in a young and rich business mogul. I was in a stadium suite for the first time and I was enjoying watching my favorite team play. Being surrounded by beautiful women and fancy food was at least a partial plus. <laughs> a young fit male caught my attention as he was putting on a strip of grass during one of the commercial breaks. So, I asked him to teach me to swing the club, right? Since I was obviously going to be golfing sometime soon. Between drives, I taught some of my colleagues a few lessons on putting their way into making a point. During one of my putts, I was approached by an attractive young woman looking to be taught a lesson herself. So I walked over to him to try to get him to teach me a lesson. 
And as simple as the walk was to get over to him, he willingly made his way around my back, put his hands over my putter, clasping hands, and his chin upon my center hair part. As soon as I swung the club, he stepped back as we watched the ball roll to the center of the room. So I taught her a lesson, but she ended up missing the only shot she took. Right after, though, I promised her I was a better cocktail drinker and free-flowing conversationalist than I was a putting instructor. So she let me try my talents at getting to know her. After our blunder, he tried to make it up with the smooth conversations enabled by the free booze at the bar. (laughs) Yeah, we got into a discussion over sports and the entire point of it, and she just seemed to want to laugh at my point of view. By the end of the game, I was too drunk and too passive-aggressively mocked to remember to ask for her number, so we parted ways. Overall, I would say our first talk went well. The following Friday, my friend invited me to a Saturday night rough and scruff party. She told me to dress up like a loyal best friend by making sure my nose was shined, and I at least put on the floppy ear attire to be suitable for the female side of the dog and mountaineer dress-up I was getting ready for. Yeah, so a week later, I got invited to what was called a rough and scruff party, where I was supposed to let a little stubble grow on my face and to look like I'd been through the woods a couple of times. So, we made our way over to the party on Saturday, with me dressed in tight spandex, a slim-fitting leather coat to go along with that glowing nose and dog ears I had promised. Yes, so my friend and I made our way to the party on Saturday and walked into quite the scene. At the door, we were given faux meat to put on parts of our body for the biting. We were also given spray bottles filled with alcohol and water to go along with collar tags to put on information. As we got to the entrance, us ladies were given dog collars with rings for dog tags for men to be added. Once we made it in, the place was a real sight to see. Um, With the never-ending heat room, the dog pound for bad dogs, and a doggy-style room for dancing, fun was all around me. We made our way to the party to see various places, like a doggy-style room with people bumping and grinding to rap music. Yeah, I found my way into some fun with the doggy style room and got a few ladies out of the dog pound. We saw an array of costumes from docile dachshunds to women covered in velvety fur in every place it would be on a dog's body, except for face and hands. Entertainment kept the party up with games like body shots are easy for hunters and get the bone out of here. The dogs were let out. But at least they were all really human. We were kept interested by men looking for someone to flirt with, pet and treat like a dog, party games, and drinks. We tried acting like some bad doggies and even found our way to the oh-so-rashes dog pound. I found my way over to my friend and finally got her name, Wally. We talked about how it was so cool to meet back up and we shared a few more drinks. Surprisingly, My new acquaintance, Dario, was also at the party. We talked it up, drank it up, and made our way through the party. We enjoyed our night and the festivities. I left earlier than Wally after an arousing game of snuff out the goods, but I made sure to put my tag with my number on it on the center of her collar. We stayed and enjoyed the party. 
He left after snuff out the goods, but made sure to leave me with his number. I left after as a game of to get the bone out of here got a little too wild. Once I made it back to my apartment, I left my Dario dog tag on the counter to make sure I remembered exactly where it was. The next day, I was glad to see a text from Wally. We flirted, and she asked me about my night plans. I told her I was going to one of my favorite clubs called The Walking Sun because a roaming spotlight would make its way constantly through the darkness of the nightclub. I texted him the next day. We flirted, and I figured out his night plans. He was going to some club called The Walking Sun and asked me to join. I was cool with it and decided to go alone. She texted me once she made it into the bar. I looked over and saw her sitting alone, to my surprise, since I was with some of my friends. I was cool with it and made my way over to her. We met up at the bar, and he seemed pretty okay with leaving his gang of dudes for me. We started out with a few more drinks and casually hit it off over discussion about the rough and scruff party. He told me about his aspirations to start his own independent contractor company with him as a business firm pitchman. So, he was working on his golf game. We talked over drinks as I told her I was an aspiring business firm pitchman. She even still kept talking to me after I told her about how I was currently just a custodian and Zamboni driver for the local ice rink. We kept the conversation going as I told him I was trying to become an outsource resource specialist for a company. We kept talking as she told me about her goals. Through a little more talking, she quickly became one of the only people to make me laugh. I really enjoyed talking to him, as his real charm made finding out practically any area of disinterest an idea to marvel over, as he flipped and turned casual ideas into grandiose answers to some of life's seemingly silly questions. I enjoyed the conversation, but was ready to dance a little too, so Wally and I made it out to the floor. We made our way out to the dance floor as the walking sun gradually passed over us. Dario was quite the dancer and kept me on my feet for longer than I kept track of. We danced as the walking sun went over us a few times. I danced with her for a while as some of my regular dance partners glanced over at me. Dario and I danced until I was ready to go. So, he requested an Uber ride and convinced me to meet him again in the next few days. We danced, and I got an Uber for her as the night was winding down. We planned to meet again in a few days, and I went back to my friends. A few days later, we met at my favorite local lunch spot. She invited me to her favorite lunch spot. It's called Seymour's Revenge, and it's themed after Little Shop of Horrors. They served vegetarian food, and I liked Wally so much, I decided to give it a try. Since he wasn't so into vegetarian food, I ordered for him. I got the Venus Sienna Dew with a baked potato and cauliflower. I got the bloodier salad from myself. She ordered our food, and we got back to hitting it off. We ordered drinks and laughed over the rough and scruff party, then talked about our social lives. I got him to laugh some more as we drank and waited for food. She was quite the encourager as she was great at making me feel confident. For a while, every word she said was as if I was the epitome of her best idea of what she always wanted and meant. So, I started to talk him up. 
I platformed his charisma and elevated his way of being easy to remember. I told him he was the only truth I was willing to acknowledge for my soon-to-be and future love life. My words lacked fluff, and I densely packed him with marble sentiment and defined him as my only spectacular feature to make readily accessible to myself. I was surprised by how many kind words she was saying to me. I was filled with good vibes as I left the restaurant hungry and with her. After our meal, we got a lift to my place. After our lift ride was over, the driver pushed our conjoined lips out of the car as we ended up at her first floor apartment. We made it into my place and made our feelings known. We made our way into her place as we put on a body party, lasting for as many Donnell Jones songs as I ever heard, as we made the most of our last date of spring. All right. That was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. You want me to end it? Or yeah. You got anything to say? Um, well, um, Kiana, great read. Um, I'm, like I was saying before, really glad you decided to read with us um listeners if you liked it um maybe like give us some feedback on it um we're we're trying to make our podcast interesting and so uh, we might try to bring you some more similar stuff um so yeah for you listeners we were like going back and forth uh, reading each side of our stories stories so dario um was telling of Wally and Wally was basically telling of Dario. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and as you can see, I was not given a part. So I was not allowed to participate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was I was I was not a waiter. I wasn't anything. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had zero <laughs> zero interaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get you involved, Sam. You, uh, uh, no, 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 no. You you made you, you made your intentions clear. <laughs> you don't you don't want me to be uh. <laughs> But anyways, so yeah. Anyway, we're giving so, yeah. credit. Okay. All right, great. Yeah. So, for you, let it out, listeners. Um, we're done with episode eleven, and yeah, like I was saying, we're really glad you listened. Um, we want more ratings, reviews, subscriptions, and so much more. Um, we're glad you are making us part of your week, or maybe your weekly routine, and so on. So, um, like usual, um, yeah, be ready to get more of us and we want more of you we want it to be our podcast we want y'all to um, be part of us and we want it to keep going yeah thank you guys um see you guys next week um kiana is it kiana yeah 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 great voice fantastic voice thank you it's like she was made for reading scripts (laughs) this is great (laughs) okay all right see y'all next week and thank you for listening